Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Stay at Home Thad. Saturday that was, wildcard weekend, Saturday games are in the books. Hey everybody, this is Thaddeus again. I thought that I would do a recap episode after today's games. It was definitely a tale of two different types of games today. We had the first one, an exciting 26-19 Cincinnati Bengals victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. That came right down to the wire. But then we had the other one, which was a 47-17 beatdown with the Buffalo Bills coming out on top against the New England Patriots. So I thought I would just hop on and take a look at what happened, starting with the Bengals and Raiders game. Now, all week, analysts were talking about how disruptive the Raiders' front four was, and if the Raiders were going to win, it was going to be in part due to that front four, especially Max Crosby generating pressure. And uh, it that didn't happen. They didn't put enough pressure on cool Joe Burrow today. Man, he had some solid protection in front of him. Only got hit five times, sacked twice. But he was able to pick apart the Raiders secondary for the whole game. He went 24 for 34, 225 yards passing, two touchdowns, no picks. Man, the Bengals, they were so creative getting the ball into the hands of their top playmaker, Jamar Chase, today. Off the top of my head, I can remember him getting a, a screen. He took a, a rocket toss, which is kind of like a jet sweep, but instead of handing it off to the receiver in motion across the, the play formation, they kind of bubble him out and you do like a, a toss out to him. They hit him deep a couple times. They had a couple quick passes that he caught, and he made the most of his opportunities. He went 12 touches today for 139 yards so Joe Burrow, he just he looked so solid today. On the other side, you had David, or sorry, not David. David is his brother. Derek Carr, though, who coming into the playoffs, he had been pressured on 33.8% of all snaps this season. That was the most of any quarterback in the NFL. And so that was kind of the conversation leading into the game today was, was he going to be able to have enough protection? And he actually did have relatively good protection up front for most of the game, but he really struggled getting the ball downfield today. He, his numbers, he finished 29 for 54, had 310 yards passing, uh, but only the one touchdown and the one interception. I mean, you had Hunter Renfro, who was kept relatively contained by slot corner Mike Hilton. Uh, Renfro finished with eight receptions, 58 yards. Uh, Mike Hilton in the first half... He had a really uh, great tackle on Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs had that really long run midway through the second quarter. Looked like he may have even broken it off for a long touchdown had he not been stopped. I was kind of surprised to hear in the broadcast that that was the Raiders' longest run of the season since week one. That was a 35-yard run for Jacobs, and that uh, accounted for 35 of his 83 yards rushing in the game. In my opinion, I feel like the game came down to a couple things. First, Cincinnati just has so many weapons. Obviously, we talked about how great Joe Burrow was. He demonstrated why he's going to be great quarterback in the NFL for years to come. That throw to C.J. Uzama with five minutes left in the second, that was unreal. 
I mean, I, I scared my wife and son with my reaction to like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he just made that pass and he actually completed it. That was just, it was Aaron Rodgers like, you see Aaron Rodgers making throws like that all the time. Seemed like Joe Burrow was just making the right decision all game. Talked about Jamar Chase. Obviously, he's stupid good. And even though the rest of the offense was relatively quiet throughout most of the game, I mean, defenses still have to account for them. You have Joe Mixon, who only had 21 touches, or not only, but had 21 touches for only 76 yards. But he's a threat to break a big playoff at any time. Obviously, Takbut Uzama had that nice catch. You have T. Higgins, uh, Boyd. Uzama was second leading receiver tonight, or this afternoon behind Chase. But, I mean, Higgins and Boyd, they've been solid all year, too. And the Bengals are just so tough to defend against. You have all these different options, all these different weapons, and it's just tough to defend against them. I think the second thing that this game came down to was mistakes by Las Vegas, mostly on the offensive side. I mean, in the first quarter, you had the home field advantage. The the Bengals fans were making a lot of noise and led to three false starts for the Raiders in that first quarter. You had Peyton Barber not getting his foot out of bounds when he picked up a kickoff after the Bengals had scored. I think it was just a field goal, but even still, early in the game, you set up your offense on your own two- or three-yard line rather than starting out on the 40. You had several drops by receivers on key drives. You had Deshaun Jackson, eight-minute mark of the second. There was a, a, a drive that the Raiders were really getting some momentum and stopped because you have a drop. Felt like there was also some poor game management in the final moments of the game. This one was on the offensive side of the ball for the Raiders. You had to burn a timeout to avoid a delay of game. Then they spiked the ball when they really had time to to line up and take a shot at the end zone. You needed to score there. Just felt like they needed to have a better grasp of the game and the situation in that moment. How much of that do you chalk up to you've got uh, the interim coach in – big game that he's never coached in like that. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but crazy thing is the Raiders defense actually played well enough to keep Las Vegas in the game. They held the Bengals to a few field goals after Cincinnati's offense marched the ball down into the red zone a couple times. Honestly, I didn't feel like 20-13 to 13 was the right score at halftime. The Bengals were in front. I feel like it could have been I mean, 35-6 to six, if you factor in that there was two field goals that Cincinnati settled for in the red zone. You had a great pass breakup by Casey Hayward Jr. Uh, Burrow was targeting uh, Chase downfield, and Hayward made a nice play. At halftime, Rodney Harrison on the NBC broadcast, he was talking about how it looked like the Raiders were playing as if the moment was too big for them. I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, you're a professional football player. Um, you kind of just have to deal with it and, and get yourself ready for those moments. I don't know if it's they, they weren't ready for that. But, I mean, I talked about this in the last episode too. You had all the off-the-field stuff throughout the season. Sam Frangioni, producer Sam, he actually pointed out uh, partway through the week how I didn't even mention Gruden being fired or resigning or whatever that situation was. But that was another thing that I didn't even mention in my first episode. So maybe it was just that the Raiders had gone to that well emotionally, you know, digging deep too many times and just didn't have enough 
tonight. I'm not sure, but ultimately moral victories don't produce actual victories in the NFL. And today the Bengals were just better. And their win marks the first Bengals playoff win since January 6, 1991. I was not even born yet. But the Bengals winning today leave the Lions as the last remaining team in the NFL who have not won a playoff game in 20 years or more. So that's great as a Lions fan. But let's move on from this game and go to the Buffalo-New England game. I mean, you had the crazy finish, uh, Raiders driving late in the game, looks like they have a chance to tie the game, and exciting finish to that one. But then you move to this game, which was exciting for a couple minutes and then not exciting at all. I mean, if you're a Bills fan, it's incredible. Congratulations. If you're a, a Patriots fan, not so much. And if you're just a fan of wanting to see close playoff football games, well, this wasn't your game either. But that's all right. Playoffs are still the playoffs. This game was cold, man. It was minus 6 Fahrenheit, and yes, I say Fahrenheit because I have an international audience. Minus 6 Fahrenheit, I don't know what it is Celsius, but it's cold. I would just like to point out, though, that I smoked a brisket today on the Weber grill, and when I started at 6 a.m., it was minus 28 Celsius and minus 18 Fahrenheit with the wind chill. So, I mean, these football players playing in minus 6 Fahrenheit, I'm barbecuing in colder weather, Who's the real hero? I'll let you decide. But this game started with an incredible drive by the Bills. I mean, perfectly executed. Allen had, I think, like 51 yards rushing or something like that on the opening drive and finished with an incredible touchdown pass to Dawson Knox, corner of the end zone. He scrambled. I actually saw that this was the longest uh, passing touchdown in the NFL in terms of time over the last three seasons. It was like 9.3 seconds or 9.63 seconds, something like that. But the longest duration of a play in the last three seasons, I thought that was interesting. And then on the ensuing drive, New England started pinned kind of in their own end. I think they were on their 15 or 13 or something like that. But rookie Mac Jones showed some great poise on that opening possession. Uh, Thought it was a great response. He found himself behind the sticks a few plays Showed great patience, picked up quite a few first downs with his arm. He had one scramble that the broadcast team was kind of joking about how he's not really known for that. Only to have the drive interrupted by Micah Hyde with an incredible, I mean, Willie Mays type interception looking over the back of his shoulder and kind of interrupted the Patriots' flow. And and it seemed like New England never really recovered offensively from that. You look at Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen was good all season. I had him in one of my main fantasy leagues. He was great. Uh, But even just real football, he was good. But tonight, it looked like he came into the game just on a different level. I mean, he was unstoppable. He finished the game 21 for 25, passing 308 yards, five touchdowns, no sacks. I mean, on the other side, Jones went 24 for 38, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. But Josh Allen, just unreal tonight. It it almost seemed like if you are a fan of the Bills and you've put up with so many years of losing to the Patriots, it it almost felt like tonight all that pent-up frustration that you've experienced in the Bills organization, 
losing to the Patriots with all of the Brady-Belichick success that they have. It almost felt like all that frustration spilled out into this game. And it it was neat to watch them just pour it on. Uh, I, I don't hate the Patriots like I did when they were winning a billion Super Bowls in, you know, 10 years or whatever. My math might not be right on that. But uh, it, it was it was nice to watch the Bills really have success tonight in, in all facets of the game. There was a, a missed extra point or two, which you don't like to see. But other than that, solid game, top to bottom. I think the Patriots, you, you know, you get behind by so much so early, and it really works against the way that the Patriots want to play. Belichick doesn't necessarily want to rely on the passing game this season. That, that really was not what he, he built the offense on. And it's not that Mac Jones isn't a solid quarterback. I mean, he's not maybe Joe Burrow or, or Josh Allen level, but he's, he's going to be a good, solid quarterback. But the truth is he's still a rookie. And the Patriots were at their best this year when they were able to settle into a solid run game rhythm. But given how quickly they got behind, they just couldn't do that tonight. There was t- 20 total carries for the Patriots offense tonight split between four players only resulted in 89 yards rushing. You had Kendrick Bourne who was the leading Patriots receiver. He had seven catches, 77 yards and a touchdown, while Dawson Knox was the lead Buffalo pass catcher tonight, five receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns including that really nice one on that first drive. In terms of keys to this one, I think it simply comes down to how dominant Josh Allen was and just he made play after play and also the inability of the Patriots to get into their game plan. I mean, the Bills, you have seven touchdowns on all seven possessions of the game. That's just crazy. One thing that I thought was interesting tonight, uh, it was the first time in Belichick's coaching career in New England as the head coach there where the Patriots allowed 25-plus points and trailed by 20-plus points at halftime for the first time. So in his entire career, the Patriots have never been, have never given up 25 or more points and have never been down by 20 or more points at halftime in a playoff game. So it just goes to show the dominance that the Patriots have had for years and years, but then tonight the dominance of the Bills in this game. So that's it. Wild Card Saturday is in the books Man, I love the NFL playoffs. Even when the games are 47-17, to 17, NFL playoffs are the best. I'm excited for the games on Sunday. Tomorrow we've got Tampa Bay, Philly. We've got Kansas City and Pittsburgh. And we have, I'm blanking, Dallas and San Fran. How can I blank on that game? That's probably the game that I'm most looking forward to in terms of all the games this weekend. But that is it for today's games. Not sure exactly what the schedule will be in terms of whether I'll do a recap episode tomorrow night or if I will just do one on Tuesday as normal. But one way that you can for sure find out is subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And you can also stay tuned on social media. Uh, I started a Twitter account this week, at Stay At Home Thad. So that's where I'll be doing a lot of live game reactions and all that fun stuff. And then, of course, still on Instagram at Stay at Home Thad Show. Don't forget, too, you can send me an email at stayathomethad at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>